Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is NTNN, NNN, Real Stories, Fake News. I'm Osher Ginsburg, joined today by Alex Reynolds. Hello. Hello. And Jez, he's got, he's, he wants me to call him Jez FM. He has an actual last name. It's I, double barrel. I think it sounds fantastic. I love that. But it sounds he, like a radio station. Why do you want to be Jez FM, Jez FM? Well, I mean, my full name is Jeremy Alexander Richard Fenton Menzies. It's just too much. No. It's just no. Too much. no. Love that. <laughs> That is as good so, as it gets. Yeah. So I've gone from five words to five letters. I think that's I think that's more manageable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's some sort of symbolism in that as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Alex and Jez are a part of the uh, comedy show we're doing at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which we did last year to a uh, huge acclaim, a lot of fun. We made a so much acclaim. A television network made a pilot of it. We oh, actually yeah. convinced them to, well, this is a good, and they went, yeah, this is good, which, and because TV stuff is like, and we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we're like we're going to do it again in Melbourne, and uh, Alex is one of the uh, news team. Jez is on the writing team because you don't accidentally make these things by yourself. I tried, and I was going to die, so I had to get people on board. And I love Jez because Jez is. The, I started posting things right, and he just sent me an email going, "Hey man, I, I really like the kind of thing you're doing. Writing kind of, I've been practicing writing late night kind of taglines. Can I write some shit for you?" I'm like, "Sure, make your own." Work, he, you know? Exactly. He went from that to working on a network TV pilot within a year. That You're guy right there. Good. How good is he? That is <laughs> boss shit. <laughs> uh, Jez wrote the uh, immortal George Pell line. <sighs> Thanks. That, that was, was his. <laughs> <laughs> Violent protests and outbursts made his funeral fittingly not a safe place for children. That's Jez right there. That's the man who wrote that there's line. some lines that, like, you're not supposed to, like, corpse, you're not supposed to laugh, and there's just some that you You should absolutely laugh. not. Oh, I do. I can't help myself. Yeah, it's so good. So I'm, glad, I'm so grateful to have you here. The tickets are on sale now. You can find the link in the show notes. Alex, you also have a solo show at yes. the Melbourne International Comedy Festival where mm-hmm. you're in drag. Oh, yeah. I'm doing a drag king show. It's called Scrum, happening at the QV Women's Centre, second half of the festival. So NTNNNNN, first half, and then on to Scrum. So, and if you've never seen the show, Alex's man mm-hmm. is amazing. Like, like John, we were saying before we rolled, John Glover's straight man is profound. <laughs> Your bloke <laughs> is fucking great. Well, he's a diehard Cronulla Sharks supporter. <sighs> Um, based off my own father. So there's lots of layers there. Um, and, yeah, he's uh, sort of the hero that you don't expect. Not a hero at all. Uh, a, a loose unit. 
does so the, to speak. Does the member for Cook get a get a, a show in? Oh, he might just. He might uh, have to come see the show. Does the summer of 2005 get a recognition? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, Scrum didn't think anything was wrong in 2005. He's got no idea. <laughs> His beach. <laughs> get off it. Uh, how's your, have you been, Jazz? You been all right? Yeah, I've been all right. I um, Over the weekend, I actually went to a funeral in Gundagai. Um, so right near the dog in the tucker box and, you know, it was for, it was quite, it was very hot and, uh, I got a bit of heat stroke. We had a little reception back in my house and, um, I did the very adult thing. My mum brought like a young guy back, you know, he's 17 years old. And whenever there's young guys, my mum always makes me hang out with him. I was feeling very tired. I oh, thought so that so, started that sentence. I've, I was thinking it was going to have a very different ending. Absolutely. But that might be where my head is right now. <laughs> <laughs> mum brought a young guy back. And um, <laughs> we didn't see it for a couple of hours. Fucking <laughs> <Like, laughs> funerals, I understand. Grieving is different for everybody. But Absolutely. Do what you need to do, babe. Mum, <laughs> this private time, private space. <laughs> That's it. We all grieve differently, you know. you got to have space for people to grieve however they need to. Yeah, but no, she brought this. She brought like a couple of people back. This young guy is about 17 and I just didn't have the energy to hang out with him. So like an adult and uh, being out on a property, I just went and hid in a tree for an hour and uh, no one found me. So Perfect. it was good stuff. So <laughs> was this a tree that you had hidden in when you were a small child? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and you can mm. you can sort of like make that out as like you need time alone in this mm. private personal space. You know, you could stay there for several hours if you wanted to. <laughs> you, you know, and knowing as a parent, uh, and any parents listening will know this, is that your mum would have seen you vanish mm-hmm. and she would have known exactly where you are. <laughs> exactly. Where's Jess? I don't know. In her brain she's like, he's in his hiding tree. He's in the hiding tree. He's in the hiding tree. He loves the tree. He's yeah. in the hiding tree. He's obsessed him, with that tree. Leave him in the no. hiding tree. <laughs> you hid in a tree for an hour. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they saw me peering through the branches, like trying to avoid people. It was, it was very, uh, it was great stuff. And then later that night, we still have the drop loo as well out there. Uh, I went out to go pee, and I got attacked by a micro bat. So, good weekend out in the country. Classic. Um, a micro bat? Never heard of it. We only have the massive fruit kind out here. <laughs> yeah, this this dances with uh, it flirts with being a moth. A giant moth, like it's it's at that scale, uh, but it was just swooping around me, like like I was sort of turning into a Batman type figure or something. Like while you're trying to have a wee, yeah. That sounds like my worst nightmare: a moth yeah. cross bat. Do you need to go see a urologist? Like, is your urethra emitting <laughs> ultrasonic signals that you need to know about? It, it, might, it might be. Look, it might be just me going back into the tree, connecting with nature again, has now summoned nature back to me. Maybe I'm some sort of nature spirit or something. Wow. I was going to say, rather than Batman, you're Batboy because you're a tiny little bat. <laughs> Did you have a hiding place, Alex? Um, I remember vaguely there was like a cupboard in like the first house that we were in and my sister and I would like shove blankets and pillows up there and like hide uh, either from each other from our parents but it's sort of other than that not really no under the bed under the bed that's it yeah it was under the bed I distinctly remember missing school one day or nearly missing school one day because mum was marching through the house at this point she has three kids she's like trying to trying to work trying to hold down three young kids and um, I just remember her she had clogs because it was the (laughs) 70s in Adelaide she had clogs wooden sold clogs. She was like ahead of her game and just, where are you? Where are you? And I could remember them marching past under the bed. And I don't know, I'm five, like just already four being crippled with anxiety. I'm younger than Wolfgang, uh, crippled with anxiety, could not bear going anywhere. And um, just the sound of those clogs 
chomping up and down and her then making a phone call going, I'm going to miss, you know, she's an anaesthetist. She's going to miss surgery. Wow. <laughs> and you're like, not coming out for nothing. <laughs> nah. Nah. We chose quite the time to make a satirical news show. Oh, yeah. I yeah. No, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Maybe the, the product of news is changing. Maybe the way that news pays its bills is by eyeballs and, and clicks and because things are just getting, I don't know if things are that nuts, but they're written and reported as if they're fucking nuts. I think they are that nuts. I wow. think like everyone's just, you know, eyes on everywhere, information, 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 which I think is a good thing when it's reported correctly. I don't know how often that happens, but, yeah, it's it, a bit crazy. Intense angles seem to be it. Even, like, somewhere that uh, I go to as, like, the kind of the edge of the pool, the ABC, even their headlines are like, mm. you'll never believe. It's like, no, I don't want that from you. <laughs> Maybe, you know, some kind of weird URL with numbers in it. But no, I want you to just go, this happened and then they did that. Exactly. Full stop. Byline. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm like looking for news articles and stuff. I was going, okay, well, that's a bit heavy. Uh, that's also, oh, a bit heavy. Oh, okay, I'm just going to keep scrolling. Oh, yep, also a bit heavy. Okay, where are we gonna, Where do we go from yeah. here? It's like the heaviest information you've ever heard and then Taylor Swift is in Australia. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's it's the stingos. Sailor Swift is the stingos for everything else. Like everything is micro bats or mosquitoes, and Taylor Swift is is here. Uh, but was there one particular news story that you that really caught your eye this week, Alex? Well, one that did catch my eye because it's a, a topic close to my heart. Mardi Gras Fair Day has been cancelled because of who could have guessed it? Asbestos. So for people who aren't in Sydney or have mm-hmm. never been to Mardi Gras, uh, Fair Day is usually the week before. Fair Day is the opening celebration yes. of Mardi Gras. It happens at Victoria Park. There's amazing stalls, yeah. performers, awesome community space. Previously Thousands of people go. Known as the big gay out. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's the, it's, yeah, Mardi Gras goes for a month. Every right. gay and their tiny French bulldog is there. <laughs> um. It's not all, it, it was schnauzers for some time, all right? The dogs change in fashion just like the trousers, all right? Absolutely, or lack thereof trousers. <laughs> yeah, um, without a doubt. But who would have thought asbestos in mulch? And so mm. uh, this is an ongoing story. This week some more information has come out and uh, Fair Day has been cancelled. They can't find an alternative venue? No, apparently not. It seems like they've put asbestos mulch in every park in Sydney. What the fuck? It remains to be seen. We don't know. So they've tested 200 sites and out of 200, there's 20 that have uh, tested positive for asbestos. So uh, Chris Minns has sort of come out and said... That's our Premier of New South Wales. Premier of New South Wales has said, ooh, could be really bad. Actually, we don't know. Could be fine. Uh, we can't actually block off every park, hospital, school that might be affected. So, uh, don't know, just, like, have fun, try not to breathe in. <laughs> Hard to say. The, of all the health issues that Mardi Gras draws attention to, mm-hmm. all right, pre- you could drop dead just from having sex with each other and mm-hmm. don't worry, we're not going to look for a cure because it's the 80s and you don't count, you mm-hmm. don't count, to, mm-hmm. you know, mental health issues and, you know, suicide yep. awareness. Mesothelioma never crossed my mind. <laughs> Ever. I don't think, it, you know, who knew asbestos could be homophobic? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. 
<laughs> Asbestos has also just been the recurring villain of Australia, I feel like. Every time <laughs> like, I feel like they're done with it, it's like, hey, I'm back. You know, like my old house, I live in Melbourne. My old house, it had asbestos in it. We asked our real estate agent about We said, hey, is this going to be a problem? I said, no, no, no. Not if you don't disturb it. Three months later, we had the earthquake. The roof fully cracks. I'm like, am I safe? Asbestos coming back. It, re- you're, it is like... The landlord like, special. What, did they just put some white paint over it and said, no, no, you'll be right. <laughs> it, I love the idea of a of a recurring villain uh, because you often with... I watch a lot of kids' cartoons and you've probably watched a lot of kids' cartoons. I'm watching mm. them again, all right? Mm. And if you're writing and you're appealing to a small, young generation, like, they can't... You can't create a new anima- animation model for every episode. It's the same baddie. <laughs> Every time oh, it's yeah. it's um, Doctor Claw or whatever it was in Inspector Gadget. It's Mayor Humdinger in Paw Patrol. It's the same baddie every single time. And I love the idea that Sydney Parks have the same baddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the thing about the baddies, mm. the recurring villain, particularly in a kids' cartoon, is they somehow have an ability to monitor whatever's going on in the town. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, who is the asbestos villain? Is is that are they Mayor Mesothelioma? I dare say, <laughs> and the mayor's, you know, in a little uh, sewage, uh, oh, sewage always. drain um, hideout, mm-hmm. top of the line. Lots of monitors. There. Lots of monitors. Twirly mustache. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, a bit of like. Yeah, well, a little well. like, oh, Dad, can we go to the park with the big slide? Sure, son. <laughs> Let's just hang on a minute. Maybe don't take such big breaths all of a sudden, buddy, as you trudge through that mulch. Daddy, I can't breathe very well. There seems to be tiny little fibres in the air. What's going on? <laughs> and, and then Mayor Misothelioma is on some kind of, like, council truck as their bad guy vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> With the cackling laugh. <laughs> They'll never catch me. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, um, I'm on a, am I, where am I? I'm on a panel. It's the um, high vis. We can see you. Oh, oh, no, 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 you can't. Um, uh, uh, ignore me. Ignore me. I'm Why not- are you picking on toddlers, man? They're just here to try to enjoy this. Can't you pick on someone bigger? What's a bigger community you could probably go after that isn't fucking toddlers? Oh, well, uh, I mean, I didn't have a good childhood, so no one else should either. Ah, oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> hey, a- I've been in Australia for... Many, many years. I was the leading, I believe, construction material for some time. And I have been treated like I am garbage. Exiled, if you will. <laughs> and I want my I wanna I wanna be a part of the fun things. I wanna be a part of the playgrounds, the hospitals, the schools. Are you searching for some pride? Well, that and and a place to be myself. A place to find community, regardless of the impact on others. I'm very selfish. <laughs> My God. Like, wh- what is it that makes you just, like, your childhood was bad, and I know hurt people hurt people. I appreciate that. Like, have you thought of, I don't know, counselling? You can get online counselling now. No one has to know. Well, you see, counselling does cost a lot of money. Wake up. How old are you? <laughs> Nearly Welcome 50. Welcome to the real world. Fuck me. <laughs> what have you got against the gays? <laughs> I was made fun of once at a gay bar. The gays were so mean. I just, I just wanted to dance. They thought I'd dance stupid. It's a fickle community. They say it's welcoming, but have you been judged by a gay person? You have been. You're awful. Absolutely have been. Yeah. 
We all have been. I was told I was a bad kisser. Well, oh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> With that moustache, I dare say. <laughs> Um, Mayor, I just wanted to check in. Um, I'm just letting you know that uh, uh, we've just completed also those uh, monkey bars you wanted to be completed made of lead. We've just finished that as well. So that's good. That's popping up on the... uh, (laughs) Fucking great. Great. So now I've got to... Not only do I have to make sure my son's wearing the massive respirator from I've still got over from COVID, I've got to put him in the chemical suit with the rubber gloves. Full PPE, baby. Full PPE. (laughs) My God. What has this world come to? We're trying to destroy playgrounds, but also make them very sun safe. Children must be in complete hazmat suits to enjoy the benefits of the playground. Stopping one cancer by introducing another? Dastardly. Sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, honestly, I got, I got a park all the time. I got a park. Some parks are fucking amazing, all right? Like, <laughs> playgrounds aren't as deadly as they once were, right? No. And I talk about them a bit on this show, but <laughs> the idea that well, you can't well, – hang on. What happens to everyone that has been in that park every day for the last 100 years? Do they now to go see a doctor? Like, what happens now? <laughs> well, New South Wales has said that they're trying to do contact tracing <laughs> to figure out where the asbestos has come to. Fire up the COVID trackers, boys! <laughs> exactly. I'm like, we all know how well that went. <laughs> Where's your QR codes now? <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine scanning into a Q, Q, scanning a QR code into a park? We did. We did during COVID. What? We did. We scanned into parks. Wow. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, Osha, just on parks, you've been to them more than I have. Do they still have those extremely hot metal slides? Uh, occasionally, but mm. they now have a warning sticker on them mm. that is used as an iconography to basically force even someone who can't read, which if you're three, that's mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, it shows a hand, it shows burning, and it shows mm-hmm. a, like a don't do this, the slide is hot kind of iconography. Mm. Certainly didn't have that growing up. Fuck no. no. Yeah. But up the road there's a, there's a, they've restored one of the rocket ships, one of the the famous Australian rocket ships, uh, playground yes, equipment. Which I remember those. Which deadly as fuck. Oh, yeah, uh, sharp the, edges Yeah, everywhere. they've restored one to put, bring it up to fairly modern safety standards. And uh, I was riding past it last night. The thing is lit up at night like it's Elon Musk's pretend penis. <laughs> it is amazing. Because I was the guy riding my bicycle through the park listening to White Snake in the rain last night. Here we go again on my <laughs> It was fucking good. It was fucking it was, it was good. I got, I got home and all pumped, and I was like, "What's up with you?" It's like white snake. I'm alive. <laughs> Power ballad, baby. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. What was uh, in the news for you this week, Jez? What, what, uh, what did you see and went, fuck, you know what? That is, that is bananas. The big one this this week was uh, New South Wales Health has had to put out a, a warning to people that have diarrhea to not go swimming. Um, now, I thought this would have been pretty fairly obvious, and I am a people pleaser, so I would never consider doing, like, even leaving the house with shorts I don't like, you know, that I don't feel like are looking great on me. I wouldn't even leave the house in that scenario, but apparently people have diarrhea and are going swimming in public places. And it's spreading something called cryptosporidiosis. So, people, if you you don't want to be a great white shark, I guess is what I'd say, <laughs> stay at home, protect yourself, uh, and protect others. So, hang on. What? So, people are just going around with poo hands, or is it like specifically with public pools and things? Little poo bums, I believe. If you get in the water with a little bit of diarrhea, it, yeah, and you haven't it, cleaned yourself properly. Hello. So it's it's with yeah, public it's swimming areas. Is this it? Yeah. Yep, it's rivers, it's pools, it's everything. And the thing that they've warned against is that there's a lot of school swimming carnivals coming up. <laughs> They're urging schools to take action and to consider maybe redoing this or leaving kids at home um, that have this. But, I mean, I don't know about you, school swimming carnivals were truly a source of trauma at the best of times for oh, me. fuck me, dude. Absolutely. I would, I would be, if I still had my hiding bed, I would be under my hiding bed because as a – I was in Weight Watchers when I was eight, all right? <laughs> uh, I was 112 kilos when I was 17. Like body shame and me, fuck, we're right Besties. there. The worst mm-hmm. day of my oh. year mm. was the swimming carnival. Uh, mm. I was really good at it, but I was just so ashamed. <laughs> so fucking, I would be praying for this kind of report. Please, please, can we have some sort of public health report that says – no. no, I always envied the the kids who uh, in primary school. There were some girls who, you know, they started uh, getting their hormonal bursts early. I oh, always yeah. always envied those kids. So yeah. like, I, don't ask why she's not swimming today. Exactly. I as soon as I was able to use that as an excuse, you couldn't get me in a pool. You could like, I love swimming, but not the swimming carnival. Absolutely, and <laughs> I think I went to two swimming carnivals when I was in school, and then I went. I've got my period. I couldn't possibly, regardless of if I had my period or not. <laughs> Does the warning from the health minister, I mean, obviously busy week at the health ministry. Huge. Don't go playing in parks. And? Lung, lung cancer. And? Um, poopy, pee, pee. If you've got runs in the bum, yeah. stay out of the pool. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Which to me kind of makes a bit of sense. Like if I've got the squirts, I'm not thinking, got to get my laps in. <laughs> <laughs> like the brown tide is very obvious. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely with all the things going on. It's certainly uh, muddying the waters when it term, <laughs> comes to uh, hobbies you should be doing this weekend. I'd say, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it does beg the question, kind of what are Sydney side is supposed to do this weekend? I mean, it's just sounding like it's a disaster left and right, to be honest. <laughs> I would love to see what the staff meeting looks like <laughs> as the teachers discuss whether or not they should or shouldn't. <laughs> Um, proceed with the swimming carnival. Menzies, how are we looking for the weekend? Yeah, look, uh, not great there. Uh, it's Look, we've got 100 students uh, competing in the breaststroke and it's looking like almost none of them are fit to qualify. Um, we've got a whole bout of diarrhoea. We've got periods out the wazoo. I just don't know who we should send in to try and fix this up. It's fucking blowing my mind. Back in my day, we just... 
jump and we'd throw enough chlorine in there to burn everybody's eyeballs out and be done with it. Well, I think that maybe kids are being just, you know, taking the piss a bit too much these days. Well, that's half the problem is they're pissing in the pool. Exactly, especially Jeremy, especially Jeremy. Now, I have warned the kids, no aqua turds, no peeing in the pool. I think we should just proceed with the event. I think that I think they should suffer you know, the consequences of their actions. There are no choices. There are only consequences. It says it above the door as you walk in. That is the school motto. At the pool, we even says, welcome to our ool. Notice there's no pee in it. Please keep it that way. We put the sign there. There's a sign. What else can we do? As a school, we must continue to strive for excellence and proceed. Menzies, what kind of symptoms are we looking at? Well, we've got what's known as uh, tog bog uh, out here, and uh, it's certainly, and we've got a, a, a serious problem where kids are running into floaters left and right, which is obviously creating a sort of Titanic iceberg effect for some of the children with lesser skills. Uh oh, sorry, floaters? I, I thought floaties were a good thing. Well, not, so if you've eaten a lot of fat, generally, that's what happens. Sinkers, if you haven't eaten enough fat. But if, you eat, like, if you're getting a good amount of healthy fats in your diet, oh. there's a lower density of the poo and they wow. tend to... We're talking about two different things. I'm yeah. talking about floaties and you're talking about poopy. But I'll tell you what, I think the, the, other, the other thing that says under a motto is like wherever there is crisis, there is opportunity. I think there's an opportunity mm. to build a whole new fucking generation of amazing swimmers here by introducing new events for this carnival. Me too. Yes. I don't want the 4 uh, by 100 medley. Mm. I want the 4 by 100 aqua obstacle course. Absolutely. <laughs> And you know what? I've, I think I've got a great idea for that. We, we've thought about swimming carnivals traditionally, pools, clear water, that's what we're thinking. Yeah. But with obstacles, I've thought of something. Why not introduce a bit of the outside to it? Put a bit of tan bark in there. <laughs> Maybe, you know, kind of create a bit of a, a bit of a different environment, you know? I like that. Absolutely. This. You know, why can't the kids swim through mud? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a freestyle through a swamp. Swimming in clear water? Anyone can do that. As they say, look, why do you always bring your kid to swimming lessons with the goggles? When they fall in the backyard pool, they're not going to reach for their goggles first. We have to train them mm -hmm. to swim without goggles. Yes. Otherwise, they could drown, all right? Absolutely. And I actually think, um, you know how we always do the teacher's race? <laughs> yeah. I think maybe we should put that first. We usually do it last, but I think maybe we, we go first mm. and, then, and then we set the obstacle course for the kids and, yeah. and leave them to it. You can't be what you can't see. You have to show these yeah. kids. You've got to lead by example, which is the other motto we have under the other two mottos <laughs> is lead by example. <laughs> so there is, a, there is a problem. There is a, a, a vastly high percentage of the young women in our school who seem to have all synchronised their cycles to land directly on swimming carnival day. And I don't, I'm mm. not going to say that anybody's faking here. Yep. Are we legally allowed to check? Um, so I have um, I have looked into this and um, lying about my period has actually helped me throughout my life. So I'm actually fully supportive of the young women. We will not be checking them. I will believing, be believing every single one of them. That is up to them. It is a hard, hard If I go to the weird coin-operated pad machine in the toilets, yes. am I going to find it chock-a-block or am I going to find it empty because everyone's uterine walls are shedding immediately? At the same time. Well, look... Um, I think the kids usually just sort of take those pads out and stick them on the wall. Um, they think it's really funny. I was wondering what that was on the bottom of my briefcase. Yeah. I thought it was some masking tape. Three on your back. <laughs> I, I didn't want to tell you. It's actually Which quite is interesting because I'm normally quite sweaty in this room and I'm finding myself 
quite dry right now and comfortable. Yeah, full absorption. All day. Full absorption. And with wings. You're walking a bit lighter, are you? I truly am. This is sphagnum. What an incredible, incredible thing. Now, we want to build young women up. We don't want to tear them down. And telling them that they're lying, I believe, is tearing them down. So I am Mm -hmm. fully in support of the girls. And actually, Mm. I think my period's actually just started. And um, Are you going to be at the swimming carnival? Oh, you know, well, I'm feeling some cramps coming on. So um, I'll let you and the boys deal with them. I guess it's a bit light on how many kids are actually competing. Looking at about 15, but... Some of the boys are saying something weird. They're saying they're also starting to sink up. All their boners are sinking up or something. I don't know what's going on. They're also cancelling. Oh, why? Well, you can't believe men. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. We can't. We can't cancel. We're raising a nation of squids. This is bullshit. Maybe we should just Mm. cancel and do cross-country instead. Fuck! (laughs) Get worse! (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hated cross country. <laughs> Way worse than I hated swimming. Because mm-hmm. the thing about swimming is at least you kind of, I was actually a fast swimmer, right? Uh, I actually was. I was actually quite good at it. But because I had shame issues, I didn't train much. But with running, they couldn't get back on the bus until everyone was there. Oh, yeah. And so mm-hmm. 17 minutes after everyone else gets there. Yeah. You're rolling through. Thank you. Ginsburg rolling through. I know that's pretty much this is the 80s. So the PE teacher goes, here comes Ginsburg rolling in. I can see your gut flopping up and down inside your T-shirt. Because in 1988, you could say you that could to say a that child. To child. Oh, yeah. wow. And well, look what it gave to me. There you <laughs> yeah, go. You're fine. That's right. That teacher's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a, you know, you've yeah. got character. He died in one of those 80s ways. Uh, you know how men... <laughs> Men in their 40s and 50s now, they kind of have a bit more of a, oh, my doctor says I've got to eat a little bit less of that and I've got to Mm. do a bit Mm. more of this. And there's a bit of a glide path. I don't quite realise that it's coming for them. Mm -hmm. This bloke was literally just bending over to get something and then (gasps) embolism. Whoa. Turns out, you know, 14 schooners and pies every day and Mooney Reds every day of your life since you were about eight. Gonna has catch up. Consequences. <laughs> there are consequences <laughs> to your actions. Oh my people, god! People were just listening to White Snake, watching it happen, going, "Wow, this just is a heart in need of rescue." <laughs> Imagining myself as David Coverdale in the video. <laughs> Wouldn't I love sweet charity? I'm gonna hold on for the rest of my days. Yeah, there's not enough pyro in the. I was letting off pyro in my mind. I could see it. I could feel it. Riding I could feel the heat through the. That's another yeah. one. Uh, uh, in the still of the night. I was really. Like, 80s power metal is just <laughs> so much hair. It's so fucking, much yeah. hair. So great. Honestly, my hair's starting to get to the 80s level. Like, I, if I gel it out really nicely, it really makes me want to start singing some power ballads. You know what? It, oh, yeah. You've got a bit of. Uh, he's unfortunately passed away, but. Um, Paul Gray was the keyboard player from an Australian band called Wawane who had an amazing, very sexy kind of princess track called Stimulation. All I want to give is stimulation. And he had a – if you have a keyboard that that. is looking like a guitar uh, Mm. and you just get that mullet, just a little bit more (laughs) mullety. Mm. I went on a deep dive last night of uh, the Australian, of where he goes. Then I got onto YouTube when I got home and I remember there was an Australian hair metal band called Roxas. R-O-X-U-S, and the lead singer Juno Roxas, because this is in the day when, you know, Van Halen was named after Eddie Van Halen, Bon Jovi was named Mm -hmm. after John Bon Jovi. You had to be named Mm -hmm. after the iconic person in the band. Mm -hmm. 
and Juno Rocks is, um, he was Filipino. Uh, so A, you got this Asian man with fucking amazing hair. He was hot. And um, the ballads were, where are you now? Are you missing me tonight? Oh, the storm on us hold you tight. Take a look. It's good shit, dudes. All right? <laughs> fucking get on it. All right? Swifty's not the only one who can do a big chord change. I believe mm. it. I think the, you know, you seem to have like a Rolodex knowledge of mm. like every musical act from, <laughs> from, I don't know, from, ever, from every era. Different brains do different things. Yeah. <laughs> different brains do, do different things. And I've just, just, I've just noticed, Jez, you may not see this, but uh, Alex mm. Reynolds here, she has a, a spare SIM card snuck in the back of her clear phone case. Now, G, who's nearly 20, she usually keeps her swipe card or a tap card uh, mm -hmm. in the back of her phone case. When she goes out, she's got everything she needs. Um, what kind of double kind of <laughs> income scenario have you got that you've got a burner SIM? <laughs> this. Is that a burner SIM or is no. it my eyeballs are just fucked? This is um, a... Uh, Oh, fuck, I thought that a was a SIM card. statement that says, I'm a stupid baby. Oh, my God. I thought it was a SIM card. I thought the thing on top was a SIM card. I, thought, <laughs> I love this phone cover because anytime you get someone to take a photo of you with my phone, oh, right. they're holding it up mm. and it says, I'm a stupid baby. And then I do the same thing as well. Oh, sorry. I accuse you of, like, driving here in a WRX yes! and... and I don't know who you, know, you think I am, but that, a, that ain't it. Having a bum bag. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. So there was, one, there was one piece of news that I did want to talk about, which yes. uh, I found truly, truly fascinating because there's work that I've done in the dating space, mm -hmm. okay, uh, in major, Prolific te Prolific major television, television series mm. all about dating. And there is a thing that comes up quite a bit. And it was the same thing that I was recommended to uh, delve into when Audrey and I got married, our marriage celebrant insisted that we dig into this thing, love languages. Oh. Right. Uh, apparently there's five. Mm -hmm. uh, and the research that I read today came out and said, that is bullshit. There's actually heaps more and you're doing everyone a disservice by saying there's only five because there's way, mm. way more ways that people show love. But this book was written by a guy who was a pastor and so the people that he surveyed as part of his church-based marriage counselling, like, <laughs> why don't you come and see me? Uh, uh, like it's happened in my, where I grew up. It happens like, well, maybe you should come and talk to me about your marriage. A mm -hmm. man in his 40s who's never been married mm -hmm. and lives with a bunch of other men. Mm -hmm. Hi. And, and there was once a school building named after them, but it's now called D-Block. So <laughs> somehow that bloke's got a lot, like some shit went down, yeah. all right, 80s Brisbane. Um, <laughs> so because the cohort of people that he interviewed to write the book, there's kind of all what hetero white couples from this particular part of America in a particular income spectrum. And oh, it's so amazing. These people all have the same things, like touch and, and, and acts of kindness and acts of service and blah, blah, blah. So like there's way fucking more. I can't tell you the amount of fights I've been in going, <laughs> I show you love every day. It's like, no, you don't. That is a, it's like, it just looks different mm -hmm. but because this thing has been just permeating all of social media mm. going, if it's not one of these five mm. things, then it doesn't count. Yes. It's like people are a lot of bullshit. People love mm. to talk about the love languages. I think it's interesting when you figure out someone else's love language, when you, it's literally just thinking of the five things. Yeah. And you go, oh, that person, very, very acts of service. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. There's, like, so much more to it than just that. Like, uh, 
Mm. How do you boil love down? Well, what is love? There are there's so many ways <laughs> to do it. Like the, this from the article, uh, supporting a partner's autonomy. That is a love language. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Supporting their personal goals outside the relationship. That is a love language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so things like this, I, I can't tell you how many, how many people, <laughs> they watch a little fucking thing on Instagram or, or TikTok or whatever, and comparison is the cornerstone of misery. Mm-hmm. Um, they go, oh, I'm not doing that. Or he or she's not doing that back. Um, therefore, our relationship is, fuck, we should break up. <laughs> like, it's, I saw this thing that says, look, if, you, if he doesn't do this or she doesn't do that, then we should, it's over. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> I love setting unrealistic <laughs> expectations, though. I, like, not in my life, but I love the memes about it. There's always stuff that's like, oh, if they're not doing that, dump them. And it'll be something outrageous of like, if they're not hiring a private jet and taking you to Taylor Swift's concert, I don't want them. And I love the commentary around that, like the mm. expectations of relationships and things like that. that so the, funny. The ick list. The ick list. Oh, my oh. God. If I'd never date someone who uh, does that, like, okay. I, I heard an interesting ick yesterday. Someone was like, they were talking to a guy and he sent them a song and she was like, I don't know if I even want to open this song in case it gives me the ick. <laughs> how fucking fragile are you that you, how unaccepting of another person can you be? To be like, oh, three minutes and 12 seconds of air vibration is going to make me want to break up with someone. <laughs> it's a White Snake song. Fine. <laughs> you don't have to like it. It's got a great keyboard solo, all right? It's really important. <laughs> but, yeah, actually, you're right, though. It, it has raised the question. Like, I feel like we've all been gaslit about what our love language mm. is allowed to be for the whole, for, like, the last 40 years or whatever. It's fucking bullshit. It, mm. it just, it shits me to tears that that people will take somebody on TikTok or someone on Instagram more seriously than the person that they literally let inside their bodies, <laughs> right? I will mm-hmm. let this person who I've never seen before speaking mm-hmm. to me in an American accent with a lot of jump cuts. Oh, yeah. A lot of jump cuts. Because <laughs> I can't string a sentence together without pausing or fucking up a word. I will let that person decide my future rather than my own intuition, mm-hmm. which tells me that this person sitting in front of me. But that person gets me, Osha. You know, they're the one that's saying my partner should be filling my house full of rose petals every Valentine's Day or they're garbage. Every day is Valentine's Day. Me. If you have to wait for Valentine's Day to show your partner you love them, then you really need to break up with them. All right. Let's is it, is it, I, I like how far. I, I, okay. Okay. We're all fucking love influencers. Mm. All right. I don't always wait for Valentine's Day to show my partner I love her. For me, mm. every day is Valentine's Day. And if you're not doing that, you are not a man. I personally <laughs> yeah. think that in order to love, you need to spend a lot of money. <laughs> if you're not spending money on your significant other, who the hell are you? I'm talking mm. boats. Cars, jets, planes, they're the same thing. But still, I want expensive bags, Hermes, Dior, Gucci. Do you really love her if she's not dripping in diamonds? Hmm? Think about it. Every day, I slowly sculpt a beautiful marble sculpture of my partner through 15 kilos of pure marble. 
each day, slowly adjusting each little element, making sure it's exactly perfect. If you are not doing this for your partner, John Legend's you playing in the cool. background. each day you should be sculpting an element of them creating art of their body if you're not doing that every single day i know you're overworked (laughs) cost of living is making you work harder but you need to be working even harder what is your love language it has to be one of these five or you're a loser (laughs) if your partner does things like spend time with other people, (laughs) eat food that you don't like, listen to music that you don't know about. None of their love languages are compatible and you are setting off heartbreak early Mm. if you break up. Now, trust me, save yourself the pain. Get out now. Don't worry about the kids. It's worth it for them too. It's fine. Your mortgage will be very difficult to pay, but at least you know you will be fine. You'll have to go and live in a tree by yourself, the same one you used to hide in when you were a child. But that tree knows your love language. You. Ladies, I've written a list. It's a long list. It's, in fact, 500,000 points of what is an ick. This is an ever-evolving list moving, uh, perpetually changing, constantly being edited. And if you discover a new ick, please email us at ickyuckyuckyucky at gmail.com. The top three icks at the moment are people that say hi uh, and people who have blue eyes and people who have ingested asbestos. (laughs) If you aren't coughing up blood, from mesothelioma, do you really love your partner? You know why you're not doing it? Because you haven't been spending enough quality time taking walks in a park with them. You should be seeing an oncologist today for your lung problems because you are that polluted, because of you spending enough time in a park because you know they like long walks. Mm -hmm. Have you taken any fucking long walks? Are they long enough that you're getting fucked up lungs from breathing mulch put in there 100 years ago if you don't? Are you worthy of that woman? No, is the answer. No. Guys, this is the craziest speed dating session I've ever done. <laughs> uh, what's wild is that the shit that we, like, I've seen shit like that. Mm. Yeah. I have. I love, like, on dating apps when you see people's profiles. And they've, I like a bit of information, but when they've written an essay, of like, I like this, I don't like this, I like this, I want this. I'm like, tell me what you want, but um, maybe we could discuss it in person. Maybe you didn't need to <laughs> be that upfront with yeah. uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I was on Tinder for a small amount of time. Mm. It's Yeah, that was the, the small wretch you had in your yeah. mouth. That's how, <gasps> that's how yeah. it felt. But I was only ever on, on straight Tinder mm. and I'd, Sat at you know when I had coffee with one or two people, I said, "What's it? What do you see? Fish, fish, tiger, ten dudes. Yep. Who is it? Um, Fish, tiger, tiger. That's it. Like there's that's it. There's nothing else. Literally, I'm unfortunately bisexual. Um, So fortunately, (laughs) double your chances. (laughs) Double chances. But however, I have to see the dating profiles of of men uh, if I do go on the apps Mm. when I've been on them previously, and yeah, fish, 
fish. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to do? Eat pizza. All right. Okay. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. fucking time. What does the old lady uh, dating profiles look like? I'm scared of women, so they all look beautiful and um, unapproachable, and uh, it's it's a magical place. Talking to women online, but yeah, it's it's, it's a scary experience. Everyone's too pretty. Yeah. Oh, what do you say? What do you say to a beautiful woman? I don't know. Hello. Oh, mm. they've got the ick all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do find like I have a lot of queer friends in there, and when you compare it to straight dating profiles, I feel like straight people we're just not keeping up at all. No. Usually with queer profiles, there's a joke in there. There's something funny. There's an, an amazing picture, something funny going on there. With straight profiles, it's like, what's your what's the quirkiest thing about you? It's like. I like to take pineapple off Hawaiian pizzas. <laughs> Who are you? Fucking hell, man. Maybe <laughs> because in this device we hold in our hands, mm. I tick boxes. I literally tick boxes. Yeah, that burger, gluten-free bun, mm-hmm. um, extra vegan cheese. Oh, yeah, sweet potato chips. Go. <laughs> Half an hour later, someone shows up on a bicycle and brings it to me. Maybe it's because, no, that's what my phone does. I tick things I mm. want and they show up. And that's how um, gay menus grind up. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, on a 486 computer, like, gay dudes, like... they got to figure it out. If there's one thing that men who are horny will do is they'll find a way to make it happen. Get some. Absolutely. And we cannot... One day we will go through the archaeology of how dating apps showed up in our lives and it'll just all point towards gay dudes who are like, there's a better way to do this. Literally. It'll be like, who uses the apps the best? It is 100% gay mm-hmm. men. I've never mm-hmm. seen men more resourceful and direct and getting what they want. I remember seeing Manhunt in the late 90s or early 2000s. It was just a website. And my mate, he just goes, see that? I say, yeah. He goes, that guy, I'm going to be fucking him in about 32 minutes. <laughs> I've never met him before. So you're going to have to go. Like, well, all right, Darren. And I call him. I say, yeah, it was great. He was gone an hour later. <laughs> all right. Man-hunted. Man-hunted. But, you know, what does that do for actual emotional connection and the transactional nature of relationships? Like, it's really fucking tough. That's a a longer story about how male sexuality in relation to to emotional connection has really inflicted itself upon feminine uh, sexuality. But that's for another show. That is a different podcast entirely. That's my one-man show coming to the Sydney Fringe. Yes. Uh, I'll stand there in a very open-neck black T-shirt under Mm. just one light. Just one Just one. Soft. Long T-shirt, just a little lower than my waist. Mm. Barefoot. Barefoot. And occasionally (laughs) that light will go black and then I'll reappear on the left-hand side of the stage as a different character. No one's Mm. ever directed by Basil Lemon. It's going to be fucking amazing. Can't wait to see (laughs) it. Book me in. Four hours. I'll use my artist pass. Just to be clear, I'm not going to buy a ticket. (laughs) Ah, yes. Come to see us at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Mm. where Alex and Jez will both have artist passes, which means you, you know, you basically get stand at the back of a lot of gigs, which is good to see a lot of shit. Uh, But if you want to come to my 50th birthday, you can actually buy a ticket uh, because Mm. uh, tickets are on sale right now. On the 29th of March, I'm turning 50 and there's nothing Mm. I love more than doing on my birthday than working. I truly, truly, truly. I'm so grateful to fucking work work every day of my life. Uh, so come and check it out. Tickets are in the show notes. Alex, your show is called? It's called Scrum. Scrum, and uh, you are appearing as a bloke. Oh, yeah. From Cronulla. Oh, yeah. And I can't fucking wait to see it. <laughs> Where is it? Where are you playing? I am at the QV Women's Centre the 9th to the 20th of April, 8.45pm. Oh, nice. Oh, go see, get dinner first. Dinner, dinner and a show. And a show. What am I like? Dinner I like, and a spectacle. I want someone to take me to dinner and a spectacle. Mm. 
quite right. Yeah. Take mm. your date to go see Alex Reynolds' gig. And, and Jez, you're coming to write on the show, which I'm thrilled about. Are you doing any slots? That's- no, I'm just going to try and chill other than Fuck, that. Get, so, on the, uh, get on the mic, mate. Come on. Time's tight. <laughs> All right. All right, fine. I'll do Time's it. Time's ticking. Go and do some slots. People are in town for gigs. Go see. Go do gigs. If you don't, That's it. I'll be upset at you if you don't. And as a people pleaser, you know what? You've totally convinced me now. I'm sure I have to do it. So lock it in. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of tree was it that you hid in? It was a cedar tree. Oh, and I used to gorgeous. think cedar was based on the little seeds that it was. I thought it was like an Aussie slang cedar. But it's – and so I learned that, like, in the last year or so. But I was just literally throwing seeds at the same bit of bark to see if I could dislodge it from the tree. English, as I'm telling Wolfgang, who's four and a half, I said, mate, English is really dumb language. Stupid. It's really dumb. We use the same word for so many things. Oh, yeah. Uh, we wind and we wind and we wound mm. and we wound. And, yeah, and we're so- there and we're there and we're I'm there. I'm sorry, mate. I'm really sorry. <laughs> What you just said makes perfect sense, the way you've used that word, but you've had to invent some words to make the sentence work. And that is how it really should be. Unfortunately, this is how it is. And he's like, what? What is wrong with you people? Yeah, I'm learning Arabic and um, nothing has made me realise just how stupid English is by learning another language. Oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. It's so, and, and so bastardised. It's like, oh yeah. Like, can you tell me the French word for entourage? Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> With so many other words, mostly French, have involved in English that, oh, yeah. that we totally fuck up. Mm. Um, we'll rendezvous at another time. Mm. Au, revoir, au revoir to both of you. Au revoir. Au revoir. Yalla. Yalla. Salama. <laughs> Shukran, Habibti. <laughs> oh, Habibi. Oh, Habibi. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 